Welcome, Welcome to Art with. Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona. No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson. This week's podcast is with artist Denise Gasser. Denise is located in the United States of America and she has a very colourful practice which we really enjoyed talking to her about. Denise is a fine artist and also a mother of four very lively boys. Um, She describes herself on her Instagram as making art and encouraging other busy, tired, inspired moms to do the same. She is the founder of the Art After Project, which was what led me to want to talk to her. This is an amazing concept that Denise came up with, where she painted over 200 um, works of art, roughly five by seven. And what she does is she writes down the time on the back of the panel. And when she's interrupted, not if, but when, she also writes the time that it's finished. And that's the artwork complete. And just to top it off with great humor, she writes what she's been interrupted with. And an example of one of them was that she completed in 2019. Yikes, almost bedtime and the kids haven't had dinner. Just got a phone call, snap me back into reality, time to get moving. So I do urge you to check out Denise's artwork on Instagram. She was so much fun to talk to and really great to connect with a like-minded creative on the other side of the planet. And just, you know, talking about all things creative and how she works through her day. So please enjoy this week's podcast. Um, We recorded it a few weeks ago and usual gig, please like, share and review. See you soon. Bye. Hello. How's it going? Good, good. how are you? You're... Hey, look. Is that better? (laughs) Yeah, that's better. You okay, so- that that puts me straight up and down, and you guys. Okay, that works. <laughs> are we sideways? Are we sideways? It doesn't matter. Um, no, no, you're good. You're good. Okay, because we're not yeah. going to use the video footage. We just use the audio. We could. I just figured that, but I still put on a shirt just in case. <laughs> yeah, we dress too. Yeah. <laughs> I have the. T-shirt. Oh yeah, you got you got dressed up. I can tell. I've got the cookie, cookie monster on. This is a, I love it. This is a shirt I bought for my 17-year-old son and uh-huh. for his birthday. And he looked at me and went, Are you serious? And I said, But you love, <laughs> you love this color. You love this <gasps> when I was four. Did you just uh, buy it? No. no, I didn't buy it for myself, but and he loves hamburgers. So I thought it's got a hamburger on it and he loves green. And he literally looked at me and went, Mom. It was a mess, a major I mess. Seven, <laughs> eight, not four. Uh, well, you know, it, it looks it great is. on you. No, um, so I have a 10 year old. He's almost 11 uh, this summer. And I have a seven year old and a three year old who's about to turn four. And then I've got a babe. He's, um, how old is he now? Like 14 months. Oh, oh my so god. They're all boys too. Oh, oh boys. Nice. So yeah, How like 14 months and 10. 
<laughs> well, I actually, I was wearing a shirt. It just may or may not have been the shirt I slept in last night. So <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> I was like, maybe if I'm wearing more of like a perky shirt, I'll be a little more perky, you know? Yeah, bless you. Don't worry. <laughs> God, that, is, that is full on, Denise. Four boys on, on that age. That is full Yeah. On. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Did you know if you saw full? Did you always want lots of kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from a really big family and my husband's family is pretty big too. So we always knew we wanted lots of kids. I would say the number we thought we could handle like went down increasingly like over time. I was like, oh yeah, four or five kids, you know. I'm kind of actually surprised we made it to four because it was not like easy. No. <laughs> And I think it depends yeah. though. I think um, I, I only know two people with six kids uh-huh. um, locally and one of them went for number five and got twins. So that's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what people don't really, remember. Absolutely. And she, she <laughs> had them very premature as well. So number five and six were born at 28 weeks. Oh, scary. And she nearly died. She was really, that is really, really scary, un- but unwell. they pulled through. Okay. Yeah, no, they're absolutely yeah. fine. They're all really, really healthy. And she's knackered. She's buggered, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and guys have the like, best words. Five I've, been, and- I've been listening to some of your past episodes and I'm like, man, I wonder if it's going to, if I'm going to just start talking like you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know. Trying to use your cute phrases. <laughs> you. We'll be talking like um, Canadians in a minute. Don't worry. Exactly. So tell <laughs> our viewers, Denise, so where are you? Oh. Oh, it's all it's all going off. It's a bit windy in um, Sydney today. Okay. So where are we talking to you to right now? Where are you? So I actually just moved to Utah last year. Okay. Um, which is not shocking because I grew up here in Utah in the U.S. Um, and then after I got married, my husband did graduate school in Berkeley, in California, which is just across the bay from San Francisco. Cool. So we lived there for a few years. And then his first job offer was up in Canada in Vancouver. So he's an architect. And so he got like this, you know, great offer from a really cool firm up there um, doing like dream projects, you know, international, like cultural projects. And so we went to Vancouver, we're like, yeah, this will be just like the US, you know, it's just across the border. There can't be that many differences. And, you know, it's not that different, but there's just enough like subtle differences that it can be a little bit frustrating, just like stuff you don't expect, you know, like you have to cancel your phone and get a new phone or they don't have Hulu or you, that's a TV. You guys probably don't have Hulu either. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of like a Netflix kind of thing. You have Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 So just little things like that, or like, I don't know. Anyway, there was enough differences. We were kind of surprised, but yeah, we love Vancouver. And so we lived there about eight years. Um, it's super beautiful, amazing, you know, natural places to see outside beaches and amazing forests. And so, um, yeah, but it's also, um, it's a very expensive city. Is it? And so, yeah, yeah it's like, a, it's one of the more expensive cities in the world, I think. Yeah. And so, um, like, especially like the housing market is really crazy. So with four kids, like you can only fit in like a two bedroom basement suite for so long that we kind of, we moved in thinking, oh yeah, we'll live in this little place for like a year. And we just never left. We just kept like rearranging rooms, like 
we used that space in every way you can imagine. But after the fourth child came into the home, it's like, all right. So within a few months of our fourth baby, we decided to move back to Utah. We got another, you know, good job offer here. We still have family here and um, better cost of living. It's very sunny, uh, beautiful mountains close by. And just down south, they have all the Red Rock Canyons and the arches and um, like Zion's National Park is down this way and the Grand Canyon and Bryce Canyon. So yeah. lots of cool, there's a lot of cool things in Utah that you, I feel like you don't appreciate really until you come back. Like growing up here, I thought Utah was lame. <laughs> like, oh, I want to live in California. Yeah. I want to live by the beaches. You know, you have all these other dreams, but I don't know. I think a few things, I think being near family, you know, you can't really quantify that. It's so important when you've got little kids and I never was able to have family around for my babies because I live so far away. So we wanted to come back and be closer to family. And also um, just like cost of living being, you know, so much better. And even like parking, you know, I know parking lots are ugly and urban sprawl is supposed to be horrible, but I love urban sprawl. I love parking lots. I love having like just a sea of free parking. I can just park my car and walk in somewhere or they have tons of drive-throughs, you know, like it's, I don't know, just like uh, a little bit of less like city living has been nice for like family life. Yeah. Making yeah. it easier. I guess it's going mm-hmm. home. It's probably with, especially with lots of small children, like Julie, uh, you were in England for a bit with your kids, weren't you? Yeah, but in London, I didn't live near my yeah. family. We've never had our kids near family. So we've always had that kind of had to just take our kids to everything, which has mm-hmm. made, them, made them tough, you know. It's made yeah. Them, <laughs> it's made them hate us, but <laughs> they, you know, they've had to do leg waxes and obstetricians. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, like two kids there, like the OB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good and I agree with the parking spaces. It's, in, it's increasingly harder to park where we live because especially in um, COVID, everyone is in Australia. No one can go anywhere. So the mm, population is okay. and you can't park to go to your supermarket. And it's mm. so annoying. Mm. It's hard, park. right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's really frustrating. I found a lot of things, you know, Vancouver, it does have great places for family. Like when you're just doing outdoor things, taking the kids to the beach, taking the kids to the forest is great. But if you have to actually like you know, live life, like go to a doctor's appointment, go to the grocery store. That's the kind of stuff that was so frustrating. So yeah, too much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love loving the parking lots. So do you think some of that frustration has driven you to be an, um, be creative, be an artist, you know, have an outlet when you were in Vancouver? Is that where you started back doing art? Um, I started in Berkeley again. I mean, I kind of was always doing it. I I graduated art school in, I think, 2007. And I kind of did it, but I don't think I fully appreciated how much I needed it. Yeah. Like, I sort of thought, you know, I like painting, but I kind of feel like I'm going to be one of those artists who just kind of graduates and then never paints again. Not because I had any traumatic experience, just because I thought I was lazy. I just wasn't like a go-getter type, you know? Like, those people that you see where, okay, they're going to go take on the world. I was more like, uh, I might paint again. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I might so, have four kids. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So I did paint, you know, right after graduating and before kids, um, but not a ton. And then 
after I had my first baby and took several months off, that's when I was like, Ooh, like, I don't like how I feel. I don't like this feeling at all. I just felt stuck and heavy and, you know, like wasting my potential. I just felt like there was all these like churning ideas that just weren't really being made manifest. And so I started painting again before my son turned a year. Is that your and then just Uh-huh. And then yeah. just little by little, I don't know. I just kind of kept going. And I, to this day, I'm still kind of shocked that I haven't quit. That's you know, so like, cool. wow, like I'm still making art. And I think I appreciated it so much more after having kids yeah. because, you know, th- having that time and space to yourself to just like let things come out, to just be alone, feel the things you haven't taken time to feel, think of the things you never took time to think about. I feel like a lot comes out in the studio, like more than just painting. Mm-hmm. And so I came wonder, to really appreciate that time, like more than I ever had before. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Cause you wonder what the hell you did with your time with that kids. You're like, what was I doing with all that time? Yeah. And right. You <laughs> you're like, oh, I need it back. Oh my God. It's oh, no. crazy. Yeah. You it's think, you think happening. you're busy, you know, because you have a job and things like that, but you're just, it's just not the same. No, no. not at all. But what, so what did you study and where did you study? Please? So there was a, a great um, university um, in a small, like kind of mountain town called Logan. It's Utah State University. Utah. And I, yeah. I just had to yeah. <laughs> so it's, I studied, it's such a cool word, Utah. We, is it? We, um, <laughs> we like to say it, like to do our American. Utah. Yeah. Utah. Uh, that good. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. how I sound. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was I saying? Sorry. Oh yeah. So Utah Where State. Did you study? Yeah. <laughs> Utah State. And so I studied drawing and painting um, and art education, oh. kind of the practical side so that like I knew when I graduated, I would have a job, you know, to support myself. And so um, I taught high school art. Okay. Because yeah. um, I think the education system, the uni system is different in America than Australia, from my understanding of my American friends. Um, okay. I think you guys don't have to specialize to, don't you do majors and minors? Am I right? You can, okay. if you want to do a minor, you can. Um, but like basically four years is a bachelor degree. Okay. And so I did. Um, I did a degree, a degree that took five years because I did the education program as well Okay. Um, to be like a certified teacher. So yeah, I didn't have a minor necessarily. I think that technically I have a BFA in art education with an emphasis in drawing and painting. Cool. And so, how, yeah. how do you think in America and Canada, because you've lived there as well, do you think that there's um, encouragement for people to go to union study the arts um in australia we're suffering um from the government's just put up all the fees for the arts so we're feeling very mm. much that we're not that's getting too bad love that's really sad How i don't i haven't like, seen or heard of that here i think more so it's just the parents saying don't study art you know yeah. go be a doctor go do something practical yeah. i think that's more common or that comes from maybe inside people who are worried about you know making a living yeah. But I don't, I don't know of any like government pressure or any other like fees associated yeah. with that. I think that people are encouraged 
to go and study whatever they want and spend as much on tuition as you possibly can. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> how, how much like ballpark is an arts degree in the states? Yeah. Like if you studied fine arts. Oh, I couldn't honestly. I couldn't even tell you. I don't even really know. But and then um, you just have like. But it's a lot. Like it's a lot yeah. more than it used to. It's a lot more than it used to be. I feel yeah. like um, it's definitely not something that people should just do anymore. No. I think like my generation maybe was one of the last that was just like let's go to um college and pay for it all with student loans yeah because you know my parents did that and I feel like previous generations could do that and tuition was low enough that you could pay it back you know yeah. without yeah. too much trouble but yeah. now like yeah it is a lot more expensive now but it definitely depends on the school like Berkeley cool. was very expensive like my husband's master's degree that's one um, of the best unis isn't it yeah. Berkeley yeah, it's, it is one of the better ones for sure. And so maybe that, you know, reflects the price, but yeah, I mean, I just think I did learn a lot and I love my experience and I wouldn't trade it, but mm. for sure, like if there are other ways of learning about art, like you can, you don't need to get the degree and spend all that money, no. you know? So do you, how do you find a community? If you say, say you don't go down the route of going to college, how do you mm-hmm. find your arts community in America or in Utah? I feel like these days a lot is just through Instagram. Yeah. I'm sure there are other other great ways. I know there are like websites and meetup groups and, and cool things like that where you can go and find other people who are interested in the same things. Mm. But I don't know. I have just found Instagram to be kind of like the one place I can sort of yeah, keep up on. That's how yeah. I found you. I was just scrolling as you do and saw your beautiful um botanical pots filled with colored water oh um, yeah okay. um I just thought oh that's so cool I really like that so I clicked on you so you know it just shows it works doesn't it yeah it's- yeah and you do find people like there are people I've never met in person who live on other sides of the planet and yeah. I swear we're the same person exactly and like yeah. this exactly. you are me everything oh. you say I relate to yeah I've never we met you but videos. I swear we're sisters Denise, your videos are gold. Your dancing videos. As soon as we saw oh. those, Julie and I were like, we need to talk to this woman. She yeah, I probably. They are so good. So you must have seen that like on the carve out time for art, like when I took over their feed. And, you know, it's funny because I don't actually post a ton of like really like, I don't know, Personal. weird yeah. personal stuff. Yeah. I kind of stick more to the art because I yeah, kind of figure like, that's what people are there for. Yeah. But, you know, when I took over the carve out time for art feed, which by the way, if anybody, you know, listens to this and has not um, seen that account, it's the best. Yeah. We'll put it in community. The it is. It is. Yeah. Great. I, I really it's the best it. community yeah. for like people who are just trying to piece together an art career and whatever time they have. Yeah. Sure. It's like run by two really cool ladies. Um, Marissa Huber and Heather Kirtland kind of run the community there. And so yeah. I got to take over their feed for one day, which was super fun. And it's kind of like, okay, show us your daily routine. What's your life like? And I was just, I put it all out there. Like I was just I showed it. like all the embarrassing stuff, my messy house, my kids, mm-hmm. my dancing that I literally like nobody sees that except for my family. Okay. Anybody that knows me well has seen my weird dancing, but <laughs> I've never put it out into the universe before. I love your but- lights. I'm just yeah. loving. I'm like, I'm so getting some disco lights. I have a, oh, isn't that awesome? a um, glitter <laughs> ball that I found in. We have these council cleanup things in in uh-huh. 
where you put all your trash out and the council donations yeah and I found this glitter ball you know the disco uh-huh yeah cool thing yeah I have that and I was thinking oh yes disco yes ball. that will add, add a little whole new Instagram account for you Fiona yeah well um but yeah I really <laughs> loved what I discovered on your Instagram is the series of paintings maybe you're still doing it that because you've got four kids and we'll talk about the juggle as well but um because you've got four kids you start a painting and when you get interrupted you stop and that's it and mm-hmm. then on the back you put down why you were interrupted like you had to wipe a bum or there was a tree <laughs> in the bathroom I was wetting myself I was like it's brilliant. there was a tree in the bathroom it's so good it's so good <laughs> So what did you just go, it's a great story about using your circumstance for the better and not going, Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. You just go, I'm going to work with it. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And yeah, I am still doing it. So that's a project that I started way back in 2014. So it's been going for a while and I just kind of do them when I feel like it. I don't try to say do one every day or make this many a week. It's just sometimes I'll make like 10 in a week or five in a month, or maybe I'll take like even four months off and not make any, you know, it's just, it's there for me when I just need a quick burst of creativity. I can still paint. I can be loose. I can try new things. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a great project. So it started in 2014. That's after my second son was born. And I really started to feel kind of the weight of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I was, I may have had a, a little bit of postpartum. It's hard to say. I did struggle a lot, you know, after, after my second son. And I feel like those years when you have a toddler and a baby mm. are like legitimately like the worst. Maybe for some people, it's like amazing. But for it. me, oh, I, like, I thought okay, I was going to go mad, Denise. Yeah. I honestly <laughs> thought I'd gone slightly mad. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's well, so had, bad. You had another one. And a dog. You had a Julie had a mental dog as well. Well, I just think also not having any family help. Yeah, um, exactly. I totally uh-huh. would be Denise, and I think it's very common. I think it's more yeah. people talk about. It's it's brutal. so common. It's and, brutal. And it, you know, I I think often um, we have you know laws against driving with alcohol and drugs in our system and okay. ways what of checking that. Well, no, I was just saying. I think it's just <laughs> as dangerous to drive okay. exhausted. <laughs> You know how yeah. like sometimes you'd get in the car and I'd think, actually, I shouldn't drive because I'm so yeah. tired. Maybe you hadn't actually. Mine was more like <laughs> shouting at the kids in the back because yeah. you couldn't hear yourself because everyone's screaming. Yeah. That was dangerous. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I actually, sorry, Denise. That just reminds me, I actually got pulled over once because I hadn't turned my lights on at night. Yeah. And I think I was honestly just so out of it that night. I was so exhausted. Yeah. That... Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. It is kind of dangerous. So yeah, so you, that... Did you use that, the concept art? Because um, I love the way you displayed it. So have you always used the same format? That, so, it, it yeah. so good to all hung okay. together. Yeah, so, okay. So the project started with just not a super strong notion of where it would end up. Yeah. I just wanted to do it. And I had a couple of friends who were also um, artists and mothers And we were thinking, why don't we each do a project that sort of represents us as artist mothers and we'll try to show it somewhere, someday. And so I was trying to think of what I should do for my project. 
and um, went through a lot of different things that might represent um, kind of the struggle without being super literal and stumbled upon this idea um, after, you know, a few other iterations and just like loved the idea and started making them and loved making them. It was just so, uh, it was perfect in so many ways to just embrace and accept the constant interruptions and just accept that this is just my life and I can either fight it or I can work with it. And I love also that it takes away any excuses, you know, like I think so, so many artists, you know, once they become parents feel like I'm too tired. I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I just can't care about this or right when I start, I'll get interrupted or whatever, you know, but to me, I would rather make a three minute painting once a week than quit. Yeah. You know, and that three minute painting once a week is not likely to stay a three minute painting once a week. You catch sort of that, that feeling again of creativity. And then you find you're making two or three of those three minute paintings where a three minute painting turns into a 30 minute painting. It's really just about keeping your foot in the door. And, and then the whole world just opens up to you, you know, like you just need to engage with creativity in whatever way you can. Mm. And so for me, it was this project and I felt so confident knowing that regardless of what happened, if I had another child, if I got, you know, get, got burnt out on maybe other projects, I'm like, okay, no matter what, this project has my back, no matter what, I know I can squeeze in a little bit here and there because how could I not? Like you literally, it's a fail proof project, you know? Yeah, and it has a purpose. It's great to have those quick works having a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I guess guess if somebody has never heard of this project, I should probably actually explain it a little bit better. So it's called Art After and every piece is five by seven inches. And when I start the painting, I write the time I start on the back and then I flip it over and paint as fast as I can in one sitting Um, and get through as much as I can. And then when I get interrupted, or usually it's like when I can't hold off the interruptions, like if they're, (laughs) if they're, if they're bugging me, I can swap them away or I can say, Hey, so-and-so go get so-and-so he's asking for his toy, go take it to him. You know, if I can work through it, then great. And I will push it off as long as possible, but there will always come a moment where it's like, no, I cannot keep doing this or something dangerous is going to happen. Then I stop. And then I flip it over and I write down the time that I finished and what interruption was going on at the time. Um, and then I number it. And so I've just been kind of collecting them. And it took me about five years to get 200 pieces together. And the whole time I wouldn't sell a single one or you know lose any, they're always in order. I had them in boxes and I just knew they would make an amazing show. Yeah, they look so cool. And so, amazing. yeah, and, so, and it's almost so, like a baby book of your kids' life. Yeah, exactly, right? More, more interesting than any baby book for the kids <laughs> to see when they're older to see all the interruptions and the different uh-huh. things. And it's very inspirational, Denise. Yeah. And I think a lot of people Thanks. will get a lot out of that. that Definitely. That, you know, you just got to, like, yeah, keep your foot in the door. And, um, and it really makes a difference to being a mom, which is very lonely. You mm. can create some sort of mm-hmm. outlet for yourself and an opening to meet other people, like you say, online or whatever. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So it was taking so long to get a show together. But I really just felt like I want to be sharing this art project somewhere. 
And I, that's when I decided to start Instagram was literally, I just want to show this project. And I had no clue that there were even other artists on Instagram. It was so hilarious. Like I was very late to the game because I, I had an Instagram account with like 10 people with just like literally my family members. So I was like, I guess I could just put it on Instagram and just tell people you can follow me here, but I don't know who I'll follow. And then I was like, oh, there's artists oh, on here. <laughs> people like me. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh my, this artist has been on here for like years already and has a whole career because of it. Holy cow. So yeah, like, and you know, like I think within my first couple of months is when I ran into um, the girls from Carve Out Time for Art. They had, I think, yeah. just started. So that's what, that blew my mind. I'm like, oh, there's a whole community on an app. It was just very, very weird, but very awesome. So, and are they local? Yeah. Are they in Utah? Or they're, they... they're not, I don't, let's see, Marissa's in Florida and I can't remember Heather's somewhere back that way, but they're not, they're in the US, but yeah, yeah I've never met them in real life. Okay, cool. So, so and, yeah. and Fiona mentioned earlier the jars that you put on Instagram. So can you tell us what, what that's about? Yeah, that's that painting sure. I see in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So um, when I'm not doing art after, um, I still try to maintain a series of work because as much as I love the whole acceptance factor of like, stop when you get interrupted, you got to finish something, right? <laughs> you want the satisfaction <laughs> of actually like finishing a painting that you're proud of and really want to show to people. And so, um, yeah, I always am kind of working on a series sort of in the background. Yeah. Um, and when I, let's see, so there was a day, maybe, I don't know, it must've been a couple years ago. And um, I was ignoring my kids as much as possible. And I was in the kitchen doing who knows what. And they were just like messing around in the backyard and playing, running in and out and in and out of the house. And they had a jar and they were putting water in it. And um, then they were putting grass in it and weeds and flowers and whatever they could find. Love and they're saying, oh, we're making perfume, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, just okay, great. Like, it. just whatever you're doing, keep doing that. Like, that's yeah. great. You know, just I'm barely like barely aware, really, of what they're doing, mostly ignoring them. And then they start asking for things like um, food coloring. And I remember they asked for mint chapstick, I think probably for the smell <laughs> and honey. Maybe the honey was for the smell. Anyway, so they put all this stuff in a jar and they hand it off to me. They're like, here, we're done. And they're over it, right? They're off doing who knows what now. And I put this jar up in the windowsill just as a place to kind of keep it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty. And when I put it in the windowsill, all this light was pouring through it and I, it was just like the most amazingly beautiful thing you've ever seen. There's all these like soft floating petals and like bubbles in the water. And because they put a little bit of food coloring and it was just like very soft, like floating pink, you know, falling to the bottom. And it was like mesmerizing. And I just thought, I have to paint this. I want to paint this so much. I'm so intrigued by their perfume. I know this is going to be something. And I think honestly, because of the art after project, oh, I never mentioned the subject matter for art after is just whatever haphazard things are happening in our lives. It's usually inspired by outings with the kids, their toys, stuff around the house, anything that I see that kind of grabs, you know, my attention. Yeah. And so this perfume jar had nothing to do with the series I was working on at the time. 
but I was like, I could just paint that as an art after painting. And so I painted a little one for art after, and um, I really liked it. And um, somebody else liked it. And they said, we paint me an eight by 10 of that. And then um, I kind of thought this should be maybe a real project at some point, you know? Good. And so, yeah. So then uh, I had a commission just this last year with a client who was great because he said, I want it to be big. Just make it big and you can make it whatever you want. But I want it to be sort of dark. So I'm thinking, hmm, I really want to test out this perfume idea. So I'm like, do you think perfume could be kind of dark? <laughs> like, how about if I like layer some darkness into it, you know? And so I gathered up some stuff with the kids and made my first like jar of my own and put like some blue in it and tried to make it kind of dark. And we just, it was in the winters. So we just got a bunch of stuff from like the mountains and for color, I put in some orange peels because um, it was hard to find, you know, anything blooming at the time. And um, it turned out like I loved it. Yeah. I loved making that painting more than probably any other painting I've ever made. Right. It's I one of those that. moments when you're just like, oh, it's so freeing. Yeah. Because before that, you know, I was using a lot more like whites and grays and only like a little color. Yeah. And so to be using just like a ton of color was so fun yeah. and the whole it. floating like this the objects suspended mm-hmm. in the liquid and the different light coming through yeah it's a really yeah cool idea. yeah thanks and it's so, yeah, so I've made as a mother yeah but uh-huh. also you get your kids involved to create uh-huh. this it's got a, a lot of stages that are just very yeah accessible to Definitely. do it yeah. and it, yeah nice yeah. collaboration with your kids as well your boys are very good mine used to make they used to call it potions but they didn't oh, yeah, put they do, chapstick they do and honey too. in it they used to <laughs> pee in it they'd be like it needs some extra and then they'd be like you peeing in there <laughs> didn't draw that did okay they? they haven't they haven't done that but they have made some less that you know of concoction yeah that you That's know, know. <laughs> the ones that look a bit orange you need to ask <laughs> um, but how do you, point. are you using acrylic paint? Are you using washing mm-hmm. layers and how's lots of process? layers? Yeah, that's one thing that's always been really consistent. No matter what I'm doing, is like lots of thin layers building up. And um, yeah, so these I am using acrylic and um, I'm using like heavy body acrylic as well as like. Um, what do they call it? It's more like liquid, yeah, like high flow. fluid. They call it flow. High flow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or inks, yeah. things like that. I'm loving the kind of high flow acrylics. That's been really nice. They're just so like, mm. oh, they're just yummy. You know, they just glide really nicely uh, on the canvas. And so I like that. And then to do these kind of effects where it kind of looks like the thin layers I don't know if you can see it very well but yeah um, to really make it feel submerged I'll do layers where I thin the paint out with like a gloss type medium yeah and some water so then there's like it's like literally like a glaze yeah you know over the painting to give it sort of that like underwater feel and I like to add a little bit of geometry still because I've always kind of loved the contrast of like organic and geometric and so like I'll use sort of these stripes. They almost look like rays of light. Like in this one over there, you can kind of see maybe there's mm. like some streaks yeah, going like through it. Light. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll sometimes like tape off. Yeah, I was going to say. Like and then yeah. and then do colorful glazes over the rest and then peel the tape back up. 
to reveal yeah, sort of the, the clear layers to me. I love so. a bit of tight peeling. Oh yeah, who doesn't, right? Yeah. I know. Like the most satisfying thing ever. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, I can see the 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 sort of wateriness, the light in it, the the detail of of the jar and and all the petals and stuff. They're great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how Thank do you, you go about marketing these? Are you putting these on your social media and people are um or are you going to have a show or what are you thinking? You know, it's so the first one was a commission and I'm working on another big commission, you know, behind me. And then these two kind of pink ones, that one and then this one yeah. are just for a, me experimenting because it's still kind of new. It's only yeah. it hasn't even been a year since I started making them. So those were just me kind of experimenting. And I would like to um, accumulate enough to find a show. I feel like it's really important to have your work in galleries when possible to kind of see them hanging as a collection and have people come view them in person is really important to me. So, um, but at Christmas time, you know, I like to be able to offer affordable original art sometimes. And I think the best way to do that is just to make it really small. Yes. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> so at Christmas time, I had this idea to paint on these little round wooden, I guess they're kind of like plaques. So I made these little round paintings and then some, I think they were 12 by 14. I still have a couple on the wall. I just thought let's complete, it'll be a good way for me to like flush out some ideas on a smaller scale and be able to offer art that's just more affordable because a lot of people, you know, they really want to own your work or they really like what you're doing, but they can't, you know, drop a couple thousand dollars on a painting, but they might be able to drop a hundred yeah. or 120 right so just trying to find ways of you know making them more affordable so I did put out just um advertise on Instagram and just put them on my website um in December and most of them sold in December and January just that way yeah. um and then I just have a few left so you know I I don't work super quickly obviously because I have very little time so I have kind of found that about as much work as I can make I can also sell Sure. Yeah. So sure. just by mostly just by advertising on Instagram and then offering it in my website. And then I get enough people in advance kind of asking for commissions. So every year I'll have a few commissions lined up and then, um, yeah, just, I don't know, somehow it just kind of does sell enough. I'm sure if I had way more time, I could accumulate a bunch of work and it probably wouldn't all sell very quickly. But I think because I don't know. I'm at a, an okay ratio right now for about as much as I have time to make. I have the ability to sell. Sure. Um, That's good. Yeah. So yeah. in the USA at the moment is, has COVID um, made art sales go through the roof? Has it affected the, the local galleries? What have you noticed? Mm -hmm. do you think? Um, I almost feel like I see people spending money on art as much as ever. Yeah, I think maybe because they're not spending on other things. Yeah, we yeah. are here because you know? people can't travel at the moment in Australia. Yeah. We're locked in, so yeah. I think people. I are mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I feel like it's gone through the roof or anything, but from what I can kind of tell, people are still seem to be selling their work just fine. Yeah. Um, the gallery thing, though, I have no idea because I'm not. I don't do a lot with galleries you know, I'll show in group shows occasionally, or I'll try to get a solo show or something if I want to show a, like a project, mm -hmm. but 
Is I that don't... because it's hard to get uh, a show in a gallery? What is the you know, regional? Do you have lots of regional small galleries or is it just... Here in Utah, lots? yes. I think yeah. there are a lot of opportunities to show in Utah. Vancouver was not that way. Vancouver, yeah. it was very, very difficult to find spaces to show. And I think it's because the real estate is so high. It's yeah. so expensive yeah. that I think if there is going to be a gallery and they're going to keep their doors open, it has to be about representing high-end artists and making money yeah and so there's not a lot of just like oh we're just a community gallery we just want to you know love on the arts and show everybody's work if you're an emerging artist we just scoop you up that just doesn't happen you know there's maybe like one or two and they're far outside the city and so you really have to like hustle your own work there you have to get really creative about how you show your work and where like it's competitive to show in like some of the nicer coffee shops there's like a coffee right. shop gallery, right? And they have a little curator. And like, I actually applied there and literally got no reply. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, so Utah is a lot more um, I, of that like kind of warm and welcoming, lots of places to show, lots of, lots of you know, community and group shows. And I, I, I'm guessing that's just because maybe it's a more affordable place. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so back to the four kids. So how (laughs) how are you structuring your day, your week to accommodate, you know, making art? Is your husband Mm -hmm. really good at allowing, not allowing, do you know what I mean? Like, I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) pretty good. Some some spouses are more supportive than others, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is he Um, okay? He's, incredibly supportive incredibly incredibly supportive in fact I used to get annoyed because he'd be like why aren't you painting you should paint today and I was like ah don't don't pressure me you know because there's definitely times or stages when you go through where you just don't feel like it and you have this kind of weird relationship of like man I kind of hate art right now and I hate that I feel guilty for not making art you know yeah so but I haven't really gone through that stage in a while. I think you mostly go through those times when you're not making anything and then you're just kind of in a slump. But I think if you kind of keep it consistent, that doesn't really seem to happen. But yeah, he's he's great. And so I've had to get really structured about my time, which is not easy for me. I'm not a structured person at all. And so I've had to find ways of implementing some structure. Yeah, and so because you've got you pretty much must be busy 24 7 with yeah, yeah you've it got really, 11 to baby it, it's that's full that's, on that's yeah. no time yeah that's like a lot of every time stage car, I'd imagine yeah I in fact I'm like okay I have a toddler and a baby again which we discussed is kind of the worst combo but yeah. then I also have two other children yeah, <laughs> on top of that. School age with all that. But then the older ones can help out a bit more. I found I found the more kids I had, the easier it got in a way because they you were delicate. more entertained, yeah. less yeah. healthy and, and taller yeah. than the other kids. And the older ones are a little more sane now. Like yeah. you can yeah. reason with them, you can have conversations, you can yeah. enjoy their company. And they give you hope that these little like terrors are gonna one day be. Yeah, a little more fun a, to be around. I reckon yeah. you've got a three-year window, Denise, and then you've got the teenage years. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me about that. When people people are like, oh, yeah, I really miss those ages your kids are. Just wait till they're teenagers. And I'm like, don't tell me that. I know, this I know. is supposed don't to be, I, I think this is hard already. So, I, know. I, I used um, to find it really odd. People would say, oh, it goes so quick. And, 
and all this and I'd be like yeah good because I can't cope with it anymore <laughs> and now I'm like well, when I look no, back I, like, I have a little fuzzy yeah fuzzy rose tinted window about those years now too. it's really odd yeah like we yeah, because all you have are the pictures the now like me at the beach and having so much fun with the kids at the beach now it's like please will you go to the beach with me please come yeah. with, with mum no go by yourself I'm with my I friend. know I know like it's all or nothing either they're clobbering you yeah. and won't stop talking to you or they want yeah. nothing to do with you yeah. <laughs> but see with having yeah. four kids you're going to be good because by the time your oldest is teenager and ignoring you yeah the little one's still going to be cute ass so yeah. you've done it well yeah that's the hope yeah so exactly. um yeah but back to like the, the question of like how I structure the time what I've done right now is um every Tuesday night and Thursday night my husband will get home from work and it's immediately like a switch over so I'll go up to the studio and work from about like 6 30 to like 9 30 or 10 so I know I've got that twice a week and then Wednesday afternoons during nap time that's the one day where I'm like okay for sure I'm gonna put the baby down I'm gonna let my three-year-old watch cartoons and I'm just gonna give myself that time yeah I find if I try to do too many nap times some artists I know are like oh every nap time I'm in, I'm in the studio but I feel like that makes me too stressed because all the other stuff in your life has to happen yeah. somewhere sometime exactly. that's fine if you have yeah. a housekeeper but you yeah, exactly. Laundry and cook and shop yeah. and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I have I felt like okay, one nap time is nice. I like to use that time in the day when I'm not as tired and I have some nice sunlight. So for sure, Wednesday nap time, Tuesday and Thursday night, and then Friday. My husband is at a job right now that works four ten-hour days and has Fridays off. So we kind of split the time on Friday. He'll kind of work on his creative projects and I'll try to work on mine. We'll just kind of decide that day, like who needs it more. Maybe we'll do like half the day and half the day. So a lot of times on Friday, I'll get something done or sometimes we'll just spend that time together. Yeah. And then I kind of try to avoid working on the weekends. So, yeah. You have to, yeah. because otherwise you start hating um everything the <laughs> everything the kids everything. yeah exactly well yeah. they call it mother guilt you're either feeling guilty that you're not with them or you're feeling guilty that you are with them it's yeah just... it's so no you're exactly right yeah. and honestly I feel like setting studio hours took away all forms of guilt because I used to feel when I when I didn't have set hours if I was just hanging out, like watching a TV show, I'd be like, oh, you're so lazy. You could be painting right now. Do you even want to be an artist? Yeah, Do you yeah. even want to be successful? <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching The Bachelor. What's wrong with you? But now I'm like, oh, it's not a studio night. So I can do whatever I want, do that. right? Exactly. So the guilt is gone. I know I'm making my work. I know I'm making time for my work. And then when I'm with the kids or ugh, like worse, if I'm doing laundry or dishes, there used to be times where I'd be like, this is such a waste of time doing laundry, doing dishes. I could be in the studio right now, not wasting my life away on housework. Now I'm like, okay, I have to do the housework, but I know at this time tonight is studio time. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool. I wouldn't be doing art right now anyway. Right. Yeah, and so, exactly. yeah, yeah like, that is a brilliant way to do it. Yeah. And I wish my husband had, uh, 
thought of that, the little sod. Don't be, your <laughs> husband is very good. Don't worry, Ben. She doesn't well, mean not it. when they were little. I didn't get any. Like, anyway. Anyway, we can't. Definitely it's it's an ongoing but thing, you, though, right? What, is, what yeah. is success to you then, Denise? I'm always curious about what people think of this because, you know, it's different for everybody and so it should be. But what would be your goal to be considered successful? Successful. I feel like successful, I mean, ultimately it's being at peace with who you are and what you're making of your life. Yeah. And so I think, you know, some people, they don't have big desires to, you know, be incredibly successful artists or to have a huge art business. And I think sometimes they feel pressure because they see other people doing that. You know, when maybe they actually would be completely comfortable just hanging out with the kids, you know, and that if that's kind of what they set out to do and that makes them feel at peace in their life, then that's what they should do and they should feel successful. For me, when I'm not painting, I'm not, I'm less happy and I'm less at peace with myself and who I am. And so, you know, I've had to think about that a lot because I do have so little time and I do see other women who have, you know, even multiple children who have these booming art businesses. And you can easily think, oh my gosh, like I'm so falling short of my potential or look what they're doing. And, you know, maybe that makes them happy. Maybe that makes them feel like at peace in their life, or maybe they're secretly miserable. Who knows? Yeah. But for me, I think Denise, I think the social yeah. You know, the people, I don't know, it's hard. You, you don't. I think that's a really lovely way to look at it, though. Like yeah. success is being at peace with you, with yourself Self. and your situation. I think that is, uh, and that that comes in any form of yeah. whether you're the most, whether you're a billionaire or not. I think if mm-hmm. you're at peace with what you're doing, yeah. that is to me is successful. And, it, you know, if that, you're right, if you've got kids and you don't do anything else but look after your kids and bring them up, if you're at peace with that, then that is a success. That it's not is. about mm-hmm. how much you earn ha- or what yeah, jobs exactly. you have. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's really unfortunate there that there is so much pressure. There is yeah. for like to yeah. be successful in all these other ways, right? And then I think women who aren't doing that feel like they're not they living their best life or being. Not. No, yeah, I agree. And, I totally agree. And to, it doesn't have to be, does it? Success is not money. Success is feeling good about what you're achieving setting yourself mm-hmm. goals you know yeah. your own goals running your own race all those things i think yeah is and really i think really learning how to take care of yourself yeah i think that's one of the hardest things for women to do especially when you have young kids your self care gets pretty bad yeah. and i like there is nothing that is worth losing that for me because I've been in a place where I was completely exhausted in fact like right as I was starting the art after project my self-care was terrible terrible sleep too much stress trying to do too much and accomplish too much not eating good food you know eating like mac and cheese what do you maybe you call it craft dinner I don't know what do they call it in in Australia I love mac and cheese though yeah no I don't <laughs> but if that's, that's all you're feeding yourself or yeah, like no, that's oh I, I ate I was yeah. so busy today I ate the crust off my kids leftover bread before I dumped the rest of their food in the trash you know like that Denise, was my don't lunch. worry look this is here's my lunch <laughs> I still haven't eaten it I've made oh, my lunch. you should 
you I have a bagel. You need to take care of yourself. I know, but I'll <laughs> eat it after. It's fine. But you know, but this yeah. is what we do, don't we? It's the classic. Yeah, it's female. You, thing. you can always push off taking care of yourself, right? Yeah. And so I think even if you have this like great business or you're doing all these successful things, but you're actually exhausted and anxious and like yeah. you know, your your body's falling apart, there's just nothing that's worth that to me. And so I've had to slow myself down so many times when I'm starting to want to take on too many projects or do too much. I can feel in my body. I can feel like it's getting to be too much. I'm getting stressed. My self-care is going down and I I just have to force myself to pull back and just pace myself. And remember that like life is so long Mm. and I'm doing the things I love to do, but I can do them slowly Yes, and there will be a time in my life where I have yes. more capacity, right? Oh, to do I more. I want to give you a hug. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I've sort of got through that, Denise. Like my youngest is eight, my oldest is 15. And so they're all at school five days mm-hmm. a week. And I feel like I've got to that point where I can have that time and you appreciate it so much. And you use I bet. second yeah. really I well efficiently and um you know, I think it, it means more because you've gone through knowing what it's like to not have it. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a good place to be. And it's, in, yeah. and I think yeah. a, slow, a slow art career is better than a short and sharp one. Like, I think it's quite nice. Like, I feel like I don't really care if, you know, I don't feel successful as an artist until I'm 85 years old. Well, I'll have an absolute exactly and a great time getting there. Exactly. Like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. kind of I kind of said this to someone recently that I I kind of feel like I'm preparing for like my 50s and 60s. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, when I'm at that point and I have more time, then I'll start making art. So I'm thinking, okay, well, anything I can do before then to you. like yeah. prepare myself for like when I have all the time in the world, you know, supposedly, yeah. then is great. And I'm already like much farther along than I expected to be just yeah. by doing a little bit, you know. Yeah, I feel like, I, you know, I'm still even just, you know, until the kids obviously leave home, it's like a little bit like treading water, but swimming at the same time, like you're getting there slowly and you're practicing and you're training. And maybe mm-hmm. this is the most free time that we'll have in a way because you have a freedom because it's not it's not the most essential thing. Yeah, they're not leaving home. Yeah, because you've got me. the kids. Did I give you a bit of freedom? Yeah, they're not leaving. They're not leaving home. They can't afford to. No, they can't. That's the sad thing for us. <laughs> People people live with their parents till they till they're in the thirties. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. That's funny. So what what's on yeah. for 2021, Denise? What have you got on? Let's see. So I I showed art after in Vancouver a couple years ago. I finally accumulated the 200. I put the show on myself because I could not find anyone to show it. It was so tricky, like we talked about before. Yeah. Um, and I had a really awesome opening, like a dream night art opening. It was so great to finally see them all on the walls together. Um, and so I've started accumulating more. And most of those from that first batch of 200 have sold now. I think there's only maybe like 15 or 20 left. Um, so I'm starting another group. I only have maybe like 35 or something. But I want to get again to probably 100 or 200 and show them again. Yeah. So um, my plan is to start preparing for another art after show. I'm looking for a space here in Utah and I'll probably um, I'm trying to plan it as a two man show 
with another artist mom here who she does photos. She'll just like snap photos around when she's out with her kids or out on errands. And they're really subtle, almost abstract photos of like shadows or brick patterns. Mm. And I love her, her photos and she's a friend of mine. And so we thought that it would be cool to do um, something together where I have yeah, my art after pieces idea. and she has her photos. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get that underway, but I'm kind of, I want to make sure that enough has passed with COVID that we can yeah, be in a gallery. Say, how are you going? Like, do you guys um, have a lot of restrictions at the moment? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, there are, I think you can still do some gallery shows. It's just only a certain number of people admitted all wearing masks. And for the show like this, the way that I did, the way that I hung my show in Vancouver was I did it on French cleats. So there was a a piece on the wall that corresponded with a little piece on the back of the painting. So it could hang up and come off the wall really easily. And so the viewers could take it, flip it over and read the interruptions on the back and hang it back up. Uh So it's really interactive. So at the show, everybody's pulling paintings off the wall and putting them back. That's and cool. I feel like with COVID, even if you can show yeah, you something to a limited number that. of people, yeah. they're not going to want the touching, right? No. And so I think that I'm going to be prepping for that show and then maybe applying next year. I'm hoping by next year we can, you know, yeah. touch. Maybe you just have to have again. a label <laughs> to each of the paintings with, with what's on yeah. the yeah. Or a little yeah. photo photograph. of what's photograph on the back. Yeah. Get your mate to photograph them. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if it if it's not looking like things are opening up by the end of the year, maybe we'll have to think of an alternative because I don't want to wait forever. But, you know, it was really fun to do it that way. And if I could just, you know, prep it this year and show it next year, I think that would be awesome. So I'm doing that. And I would like to. um, I'm trying to make some art after, I guess you'd call it merch or products. Yeah. like I want to do postcards basically where it's like a mini version of the actual art after piece, but you could like mail it to friends. Um, I think that'd be really fun. I can picture moms like mailing them to each other, trading them, or you could put them in frames, you know? So yeah, I'm kind of working on that right now. And um, I'd like to build up, I have some commissions to finish that are, you know, these botanical pieces. And then I'd like to make as many of those as I can and start looking for a gallery show. So I don't want to get, I've decided for now not to try for gallery representation. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm making so little and I sell what I make. So it just makes sense for me right yeah, now not to do to that. But, I, but yeah. I'd still like to get a gallery show just to be able to hang the work and, you know, invite people to it. So yeah, I'll try to work on the, the perfume collection and um, yeah. That's great. That's, that's, so cool. that's the plans. So <laughs> I really Denise. enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. You too. I feel like we're friends now, even before we talked, because I listened to a bunch of your past episodes. I'm like, these <laughs> ladies are definitely my people. Oh, definitely. You. We might have to have a, um, a Zoom dance-off, I reckon, with my, <laughs> oh my, my mirror and your light. I know, man. I love dancing. I do. Like, I so much. Like when people invite me to karaoke, I go like just for the dancing. I sing a little in the microphone, but really, it's just like an excuse to like, yeah, really. There's not, I think we. There's, there's not enough times that you can dance these days. Like when, when yeah, younger, you'd like every weekend you without fail. You'd like smash out a good six-hour dance yeah. off. I have a dance in the studio. <laughs> yeah, a bit, get the tunes on. 
Yeah, anyway, talking of um, studio dancing, yeah, I, go, I actually yeah, do have to go while. and get the kids, Denise. So sorry. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but, um, thank you so much. It was so lovely to talk to you, and good luck with uh, all your painting and the kids. And... Absolutely. Uh, keep thank doing you. it. Keep so doing nice it. to keep meet you. Great job. We're loving it. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep thank in you touch. So much. Okay. And now, one day, you never know when COVID takes a hike we'll do an art wank tour of the u.s we'll come oh, and come to you wouldn't that be great yeah. <laughs> we'd get kicked out Utah. <laughs> Utah. Utah. all right thanks denise See ya. Good night. you're welcome please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast it helps my mom and her friend fiona get more listeners thank you